Hello and welcome to Well That Was Fun with Becca Buffoe. This is our third podcast. I'm getting to know this recording platform a little bit better today. So you'll hear some interludes, maybe a couple of sound effects. We'll see how it goes. Yay! Okay, now that I'm done playing, the first thing I wanted to chat with you about today is actually that term. Is it chat with you about something or chat to you about something? I've always been in the camp of chat with a person, but um, over watching more TV shows lately, I've heard people say, hey, I'd like to chat to you. And I just kind of wanted to find out, um, what are your thoughts on that? Drop me a line, send me a message. What do you think, chat with or chat to? Okay, on to what, point number three of today's podcast. Uh, This time we're talking about puzzles. Um, My relationship with puzzles has really evolved over the years. Uh, As a kid, I wasn't really pro or anti-puzzles. It wasn't something that was on my Christmas list, but it wasn't something that I was like actively against either. As I got older, I realized how lacking my spatial reasoning skills are and how that just kind of affected my relationship with puzzles. Um, I actually have an interesting uh, little tidbit about puzzles. Believe it or not, Kyle and I have not been together forever. We've been together since I was 16. However, before him, there were, you know, a couple little minor boyfriends and one of them who I really didn't work out with, um... A really good memory I have of being with this person was sitting at his kitchen table uh, completing a puzzle and the fact that he was able to like get me to sit down in one spot to focus on one thing for so long uh, was really interesting because I'm a pretty scattered scattered person and um, that was something that he brought out as a strength in me when I, I cherish that memory it's just an interesting thing to look back that far because that's now 15 years ago um, and it's something that I associate with puzzles anyway shout out to that old old flame of mine Um, without him I wouldn't be where I am today so I am thankful for all of the choices that I've made good or bad they've brought me to sitting on my back porch with my sweet littlest Miss B Defoe Um, yeah Uh, My relationship with puzzles has definitely changed since the beginning of COVID-19. So on my 30th birthday, a friend from elementary school came and celebrated with me and she brought me a thousand piece puzzle. Um, Not like super knowing that I have this kind of interesting, weird relationship with puzzles. So when when I opened it, I was like really surprised and like, oh, thank you for this thing that I'm probably never going to (laughs) complete. So... I just kind of went downstairs uh, next to all of our board games, and then I had the littlest before, and COVID happened, and all of a sudden we're stuck at home, and I realized, okay, this is something that I can do for myself. It's a goal that I can set. I can work towards it every day. It doesn't have to be a 30-minute thing. It can be a two-minute or a five-minute thing, and I have to tell you, when I completed that, I was so excited. Um, If if you are super close to me, you might remember those ridiculous Facebook posts of like, where am I on this puzzle? And then it became like an infatuation. I was like, oh, I have completed a thousand piece puzzle. Let's see if I can do more. So I like sent out a call and was like, hey, 
who has puzzles that I can buy because I wasn't going to the stores. This is something that I normally get at like a secondhand store. I was not about to spend $20 on Amazon just for a darn puzzle. Um, shout out to an Elk Mound family friend, uh, mom of one of our groomsmen from the wedding actually contacted me and was like, I have a bunch of puzzles that we're not using. So she gave us like 14 puzzles for free. She's such a wonderful woman. Um, and since then I've completed probably like three or four of them. I have two of them that are done on my desk right now because they're really cool. They're round ones and I'm kind of wondering what to do with them. So I have some contact paper at home and I'm wondering if it would be too nerdy of me to like contact paper over these jigsaw puzzles and like maybe display them in one of my classrooms. So uh, let me know what you think about that. Let's see what Becca does with these puzzles. I have a love affair with everything about movie theaters. I think they're fantastic. I used to spend um, weekends babysitting so that I could earn enough money to go to a movie. Um, and just, I was so excited to be driven to the movie theater and from the movie theater. Um, my experience of going to the movies changed a lot when all of a sudden I realized if I saved my money, I would have enough money to buy like my own concessions. Um, most of you know that I have a lot of strange and interesting food allergies. So uh, having movie theater popcorn always came with the caveat of I was going to be in extreme like dress later that night. My tummy was going to hurt. It wasn't going to be a pleasant experience, but like being a part of that culture, it was so cool to just like have a bag of popcorn with extra butter, knowing that it has Flavacol on it and it's probably not even butter. It's probably just butter flavored topping that's really coconut oil slathered with like preservatives and everything. Um, when I went out to Williston, North Dakota for college, I got a job with T&J Agnes Theaters and there were two movie theaters in that town. Um, the, the the movie theaters there were the Grand Theater was in this beautiful old building with all these really interesting architectural concepts and there there were these staircases up to the upper gallery theaters and like I just remember interviewing for that job in this tiny office space above the bigger theater um, down the road and being really nervous I had actually borrowed my sister's like blouse she uh, was was not in the United States at the time. She was studying abroad, so I couldn't just like drop her a line and be like, hey, can I borrow this shirt? So I just kind of went into her bedroom and got it, and it's something I've always felt kind of guilty for, but it was like this extra good luck charm, like, ooh, maybe if I wear this, like, oh, I'll be more professional, I'll be more grown up with it, because my sister is older than I am. Um, so that's kind of an interesting thought. Uh, so being a worker of the movie theater really gave me this affinity of the people who went to the movies every week and you could see okay this I remember this one single gentleman would like come every Wednesday night and have the exact same order for his concessions and he would he would always pay in check and he was the only customer that we allowed to pay for his movies and his concessions with checks and it, it was just uh, an interesting experience knowing okay this guy has a really long established relationship with my bosses and so just being aware that in a small town like there are different things that you can learn about people if you just watch for their regularities their little ticks things like that movies with kids uh kind of changed 
kind of changed my life. So I had Sweet Pea and like the summer of 2017, we didn't really go to any movies. And then 2018 came and we have um, Micron Cinemas here in our area and they would do these quarter movies where you would go during the daytime and it would be a movie that was maybe a year or two old, a kid's movie, um, and you'd pay a quarter and then they would make the majority of their money on the concessions and it was a kid-friendly atmosphere. Everybody knew there was going to be a baby crying. It was during the daytime so you didn't have anybody like on a really serious date and the atmosphere was just really different and I just wonder what that's going to look like or when it's going to come back. Um, the freedom to go to a movie and to use that as our date night. I just really miss, I really miss visiting the cinema. Um, something I've been thinking about lately. My daughter, my older daughter, Sweet Pea, has these kitties, these little beanie baby kitties that are like ancient and she loves them. She got some hand-me-downs from my brother-in-law uh, and she just absolutely loves them. It's so interesting watching her play acting with them and using her imagination and not knowing what her name is at that moment. Uh, what's her name? Because she might be Mama Kitty, she might be Baby Kitty, she might be Tiger, she might be Tiger Mama. Like, there are all these things that are just really interesting. Um, she also has this blue kitty that's like a full stuffed animal and uh, has like a sack of beans on its butt, like it's in a sitting position, so it's weighted on the bottom and it's got a little halo on top and some wings and I think it was like a part of the angel bear collection um, from maybe maybe the early 2000s I'm not totally sure in December we were at a thrift store a local thrift store here and we found it and it was 98 cents and it was a B tag so it was half off and she was so pleased that she got to bring it up and pay for it and I gave her the you know the cash for her to pay for it and it was really a special experience and she started taking it with her we call it school we call her daycare school because it's located in one of my school buildings and um, it kind of became a problem for a while <laughs> like something she became very dependent on and then um, she would take it out of her little cubby area and then other kids would want to play with it she came became territorial with this with this blue kitty and now that uh, the littlest before is home with us um, she's opening up and sharing blue kitty with her younger sister and that's something that's really sweet to see um, develop through through the sharing of this toy she's really accepting her younger sister and and it's just really interesting maybe I'm reading too much into it you know I'm I'm a mom that's been home with her two small children for a very long time, so maybe I'm reading a little more into it than it's there, but you just don't know. Um, one thing that I'm not a huge fan of with this fascination with cats though, is that she's been hissing at me, like straight up if she's not pleased with something I'm doing or if I'm telling her to brush her teeth or clear her spot off of the table or like put something in the garbage, sometimes she'll just turn around and hiss. I have these two girl cousins who are very close in age so uh, when we were all in high school it was my older cousin and then it was my older sister and then it was my other cousin and then it was me and we were like senior junior sophomore freshman like right in a row in ages and I can remember when we were like in elementary school um, 
we moved around a bit. My sister and I moved to a couple different places and my cousins moved to a couple different places. And at one point, I remember my older cousin like hissing, like there was a story about her hissing at some kid on the playground because the kid was like being mean to the younger sibling. And like, so part of me is like, okay, is hissing a normal thing that kids do? Is this something that they're pretending about? And then they're applying it to their situation and, and knowing that it's like a, a warning sign, like a get away from me, that's an animal sound and I don't know I don't know I just I'm not a huge fan of the hissing just gonna say it out loud not a huge fan of the hissing I hope it doesn't last very long okay we've come to the part of the podcast of what I'm reading so I completed the first book in the missing book series this weekend now I'm I'm trying to decide if I want to move straight on to book two which is called scent or if I want to do The Maze Runner. Um, I think maybe doing two series at once might be too much for my brain to handle. So I, I think tonight I'm going to start the second book. Like I said uh, last time, I really enjoy young adult fiction. Uh, I'm able to keep up with like what my fourth and fifth grade top level readers are into. Um, and then have those have those deeper connections with them so and give them something else to to look forward to because sometimes they're like well what are you reading what have you been into lately or like I have a um a kiddo who I've really connected with over Star Wars and on one of our line drawing projects this year this last year where he got to make his own um stamp his own print block on a styrofoam plate um, I, I really encouraged him I'm like well what do you want to draw what's a subject that you're interested in and he made the Mandalorian and it was like the coolest image that I've ever seen and that really inspired another child who was kind of is stuck you know sometimes we get in those brain blocks where we're like I don't know what I want the subject of this piece of art to be um, and then that kiddo made <laughs> a droid from uh, episode two and it was just really fun to see these children like take something that they're interested in and apply it to my my specialty my subject area uh, which is art and then we can do the same thing with music like I was able to play a couple line writer videos do you guys remember those line writer games where we did them on the old pcs and you would listen to a piece of piece of music well this is what the youtube videos are now you listen to a piece of music and then you create this like roller coaster of simple lines and then you have this little like stick figure dude that's either on a dirt bike or on a sled or on a skateboard and they like go go and do all these cool things and when it's synced up with the with the music it's a really interesting way to show okay here's um two lines of music happening at the same time and this one's more dominant and that's the background and man if you could see the way I'm talking with my hands right now I'm sure I'm sure some of you would find it highly amusing um so what was I talking about oh yeah what am I rating <laughs> so um I just I like to to stay up on some a couple different book series in the summer uh get some get some new reading in my arsenal so that I'm able to chat to my kids or chat with my kids at school about it in the fall what's up in the garden this week this week I'm going to be retraining all of the tomatoes to make sure that they're going up in their cages we've got green beans I've planted three different green bean sections at three different times hoping that at least one section will survive the deer that keep eating the leaves so I'm going to be double checking on that stuff 
we've got a couple of sweet pea vines that are coming up some trellises uh, let's be real they're not doing too hot with that deer either uh, this week something else I'm gonna be doing in the garden is mounding the dirt around the potatoes to try and uh, get get as many tubers as we can I think I'm also going to collect and dry some mint leaves uh, I'm gonna see what you know what I can do with those and I think the girls um, having them be exposed to me gardening and being in the garden with me and getting dirty and not wearing shoes and like making sure that they just have that experience is going to be I hope it's going to be a good memory for them my dad uh, would have us in the summer times and it kind of became this thing that was just mine and his and then it really just became mine <laughs> as I got older um, was doing the garden and he'll actually be coming this weekend visiting and so I hope that I'm able to share our garden with him and he'll see you know just some of the life lessons that I've learned not only about like bloom where you're planted but also about being flexible and knowing that okay if it doesn't work this year what can I do to change um, what do I need to do to help this plant be the most successful and fruitful plant that it can be and I think that's really uh, resonated a lot with me lately knowing that my choices with my children are very different than some other people's choices with their children and it's something that I've been you know grappling with lately and trying to wrap my head around because I have some people who are close to me who are um, do, making some decisions that I frankly wouldn't make uh, during during this point in our lives and just to know that everyone is different and there is no perfect family and to know that by going into my garden and doing something that's really grounding for me and brings me joy and satisfaction and then taking lessons from that life experience and transporting it and changing it and putting it <laughs> over you know looking through that lens and to see to see what that looks like through someone else's eyes and to to understand that you know if I'm a tomato plant and I work well in this soil that doesn't necessarily mean that I'll be the best person that I can be if I move away from this setting um so just to to keep that in mind and to try and to try and look for the best in life um and to be the most fruitful spirit that I can be where we are in life which I think I mean I mean we're I got no complaints we've done a lot of hard work to get where where we are as a family and and I just look forward to seeing what that all entails for the future. Well, this has been, well, that was fun with Becca Buffo. Uh, tune in again for the next episode. I'm going to try and keep them around 15 minutes of interesting information about my life and yours. Love you all. Talk to you soon. Bye.